Well, it's a joy to have Wayne Kerr with us this morning. Uh, he's truly one of the most talented human beings I have ever met. Um, he's a gifted musical artist and minister through music. Um, he's gifted with paint. He, he's an incredible painter. Um, and I was hoping when I first got his book, kind of, you know, wimpishly, that maybe his book would stink. You know? But doggone it, his first book reads like a Max Lucado thing. It's, it's just that well done, braving it. Uh, yeah, let's give him a hand. Uh, and so I, I appreciate him so much. appreciate him especially, he, he coming here and sharing this, this book with us. I've had a chance to read it. It's challenging. It's inspiring. It's uplifting. Uh, it's a book you'll want to read, braving. Um, but this morning, it's time for us to partake of this gift of God we call Holy Communion. And uh, there's, there's a part to every communion taking that sometimes, because we don't have a written liturgy that we always follow, that I think sometimes we can miss out on. And that's the importance of confession. That when we come to this table, we come confessing, confessing our sins before God. The scriptures actually tell us in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. That first little word is a big word. Did you catch it? If. If we confess our sins. Now, some, some have gone so far to consider this a conditional promise to the point that they hyperventilate over being able to confess all their known sin as if, 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 if they were to die without having confessed some known sin that it would somehow cancel their salvation. I don't think that's what this scripture is trying to encourage. But it is a conditional phrase just in the language of it if we confess our sins. So how does that work? How does an unconditional God connect to coming to his table what sounds conditional? If we confess our sins. Uh, Max Lucado was a baseball player coming up, and there were two things that he liked more when he was nine years old than eating and playing. Those two things always went together. And so many summer days, he would come in from having played, played baseball for hours. He was covered in sweat and dirt. But his mom always had a condition before he could come and eat at her table. Go clean up. Go clean up, and then you can eat. Now, we don't clean ourselves. He said he never thought that was a bad trade. He was glad to clean up in order to get to that great meal. Even something he didn't like particularly, like showering and dressing. Most nine-year-old boys, that's not at the top of their list ever. But the food always tastes better when he got to his mom's table and he knew that he had obeyed her and he was following her will. Confession, is it, isn't even, even something that we kind of wince at? Could that be a blessing too? For us to say with God specifically and let the Holy Spirit begin to illuminate to our minds ways in which we've 
parted from him this last week. Maybe ways that until this very moment, when we confess, the Holy Spirit has not illuminated that to us. When our confession gets specific, the cleansing we know is specific. And you know, not only did mom provide the meal, she also provided the shower and the soap and the roof over his head. It's all a part of God's blessing that we come confessing. It makes us listen first with, to God. What's God saying so we can confess with say, say with God what's true about our lives. And when we confess, we always give God that particular starting point in our lives to say, Lord God, here in this place, though I've blown it, would you make this a construction site of your grace in my life? I turn from this as I turn to you. Cleanse me, Lord God, of all unrighteousness and let me feast on the goodness of your love and all that you have for me. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, Jesus took bread. And he gave thanks to you, Father, and he broke the bread. And he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, after supper, Jesus took the cup. And he gave thanks to you, our Father, and he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat of this, all of you, for this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this, I'm sorry, this is my blood, which is shed for you. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, Lord God, as you told us, it's our joy to obey. We remember you as we remember this meal, and we pray that you pour out your Holy Spirit on these gifts of juice and bread as they point to your Holy Spirit being poured out on us afresh. Thank you, Father, that you would live in us by the power of your Spirit, that you would choose us as vessels in whom you can live in and through. And as we partake of this great blessing, Father, we do so as you've called us to, confessing, confessing our sin, we thank you, Father, that you forgive, that you cleanse, that nothing that could separate us from you or your table can stand. Your spirit cleanses, your spirit wipes it away, that we might be whole with you this morning. What a great gift. Not just the meal, but the cleansing. We thank you for it in Jesus' name as we pray as you taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever.